Welcome to Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973, an inspirational podcast about the ups and downs of life and everything in between. Here's your host, Shane Lakita. Okay, folks, welcome back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. As you all know, I'm super appreciative of each and every one of you just listening to the podcast, downloading it, subscribing and sharing all the time and all the great love and feedback that I get every single day from you. One of the things, if you do follow the podcast, you know that I wanted to be able to do things a little differently in 2020 with the podcast. I wanted it to be step outside of the bounds of just being me and you and this podcast to doing a couple things. And one of the big things that I wanted to do was to go live each month. So on the third Tuesday of each month, I've been going live on Instagram and on Facebook and bringing in a lot of the folks that are out there with comments, with feedback, with whatever it is. They're on this live show, and it has been amazing so far with the first two live sessions that we have. And if you are looking to hear what those live sessions sounded like, you can find them right here on the podcast on the episodes labeled live. Now, the second thing that I wanted to do was to do an interview with somebody. I wanted to try to do an interview per month, one interview per month, but I I started off here in the month of February with a really good friend of mine. So on Friday night, I drove all the way down to Massachusetts, the homeland, which is where I'm originally from, and to go to where my friend Jonathan Giordano lives. And I went down there to do an interview with him because I wanted to be able to give people a little bit of an insight into what makes Jonathan tick. Now, if you don't know who Jonathan Giordano is, and you'll hear this on the podcast itself, he makes recipes, he's a social influencer, he's got all kinds of things going on. He's actually training to box for a charity tournament right now, but he's a big dude with lots of tattoos, with a lot of great recipes, and a big old heart. And I think what I did was, I wanted to be able to peel back the onion a little bit, to be able to have an interview with him and sit down with him and just converse about things that make him tick and his growing up and his childhood and give people a little bit more of the insight of what they see when they when they look at him on the exterior, when they're seeing him on social media. You might think one thing, but he's totally different than what you might think. So the interview went great, guys. I really hope you enjoy it, but I think you'll enjoy this interview. This is my first one with the new microphones, with everything, and I think it really came out well, guys. So I really hope you enjoy it, and here it is. I'm going to kick it off right now for you to listen to the interview with Jonathan Giordano, also known as The Mud Hustler. All right, hey guys, welcome to back to another episode of Coffee Talk with Liquid Shano 1973. Listen, I told you guys earlier that I'm going to be having a show that's going to be built around some interviews and some other stuff that we're going to be working on, and I have today a special guest. This special guest, as many of you know, that follow me and are in alignment with where we're at with No Finish Line Nation and everything else, this person's name is Jonathan Giordano. What's up, John? What's up, buddy? How you doing, Happy man? to be here. Good, good. <laughs> Listen, you know, this is our first time doing an interview. Uh, I think we did once before. Remember we did it did in we? Boston. Oh, yeah, in the it, hotel room. It was after the event. Yes. And first, we were sitting down. So it was the first event. No Finish Line Nation. Yeah, event, right? and we were sitting back going. We were reflecting on how it went, and we were like, wow, that's crazy. Oh, really? It was, yeah. I thought it was uh, before. Was it after? I think, yeah, it may have been during, actually, because yeah. of the amount of... Oh, it was. That's right, because yeah, the event was in Saugus, actually. Yeah. 
and then it was at the hotel yeah. where I had the mic yep. stuff. Yep. Okay, so that's the only interview I've ever done besides my son. My son, I don't know if you've, I did an yeah. interview with my son. It was really cool. Yeah. But so, so John's here with me today. So as many of you know, John has a lot of different fingers and a lot of different pots. Okay. If that's yes. the way, a good way to put it. I guess it, right? so. I don't know. I mean, is that sanitary? Uh, I don't know if that's sanitary. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so he's got a lot of different things going on. So basically, everybody that knows him or follows him through the Mud Hustler, if you don't know, this guy makes recipes for people that want to be able to eat foods that they feel like they're cheating with those foods, and he yeah. makes some really good stuff. So tell us a little bit yeah, about that, some John. Comfort food. I just try to take. I try to take comfort food and make it work in a healthy lifestyle. You know, if you're trying to lose weight, it's easy to fall into the trap of. Um, it's only for so long that you can kind of just do the whole chicken breast salad mm -hmm. kale thing i mean and that's all great stuff for you but you start to miss all the other great comfort foods we want mac and cheese we want double cheeseburgers we want meatballs right. cakes donuts all that stuff so i really did it for myself uh in order to live my life this way and change my lifestyle i had to uh adapt so right. how am i going to do this and make it uh sustainable because i'm not going to be eating that stuff um I know that it, I can't sustain that for more than a couple of weeks, you know? So that's how it all kind of happened. It's interesting because a lot of people do feel that if they go down the road of eating healthy, it's about chicken breasts. It's about fish. It's about all yeah. those things. That's all great stuff. They are. Yeah. They are. But to your point, though, sustainability for me is about eating things that I love. Yeah. Right? And and if I don't have it, if I cut all that out... Mm -hmm. I know me and my journey, I literally will gorge on that after a period of time of depriving myself, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. And you still may, even when you, I mean, and, and having the real thing, this, it's okay to do that, too. It's just, you know, I did this for me. Yeah. And I shared it. And uh, that's just kind of what got me where I'm at now is just sharing my own journey, you know? So I, I make these recipes for myself. So let's talk about your journey then, okay? Let's talk about where... Maybe when you were younger, did you ever start? Did you struggle with weight when you were younger? Where, tell us a little bit about your whole background of where you. Uh, were yeah, at. as a young kid, I did, and then I you hit did. my teens. I, you know, I was always an athlete. I wasn't a great athlete. Mm. I played sports. I was active. Yeah. You know, we grew up in the seventies and eighties. You know, yeah. we were always outside till the streetlights came on. Always. Yeah. You know, I was like, hey, you know, hey, John, your mom's calling you. You know, <laughs> out the window. You know, you could be three streets over, but yeah. somehow the message got to you. Like, shoot, I gotta get home. You know. Yeah, we were out all day. We were always active kids. But yeah, I was definitely a pudgy kid growing up, Italian household. Did that uh, bug you when you were growing up, or did you did it not even bother you at the uh, time? No, I was always self conscious about it. You yeah. were? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. you yeah. know, taking my shirt off at the beach, at the pool, swimming with the t shirt on, which just makes it worse. It does. I never understood that. Why did we all do that? Yeah, I did it. It just hugs all those. Everybody goes, and, oh, oh, that's what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, I got a sunburn. No, you don't, you fat ass. You know, you know, that's. We're not fooling anybody, but yeah. yeah, we all did it. We're all guilty. I mean, yeah, anyone out there listening is knows exactly what I'm talking. So, so as you're growing up and you're and you're in sports, you you said that sports wasn't a big. It was it was part of your priority. Oh, well, or yeah, part I, of your I wasn't a great. I didn't excel at anything. Well, actually, that's a lie. I didn't naturally excel in any sports. It was just because I guess my work work ethic was just like I really suck. So I'm gonna work. I have to work harder, ass. so I got to train longer. So I got to get there before everyone else gets there before practice. I got to shoot 100 free throws before practice starts. Mm. I'm going to shoot 100 free throws after practice starts because I just wasn't a natural like athlete. Right. Naturally gifted right. athletic-wise, right? Right. But, so it was more but of But you were like, the hardest worker. 
I always tried to be. It was always right. instilled in me from day one by my father. So, like, just work hard. Always work hard. Work right. hard. It doesn't matter if you're not the best. And that even followed me into work. I remember um, being an apprentice cement mason, and my father's like, hey, all you got is your name. So you got to work hard. You have to have mm. a good work ethic because that's how people are going to know you. That's what they're going to know you by is if you show up and you do your job, then they're going to know that you're a reliable person and you're a hard worker. So that's pretty great. Even if you're not the best at your craft, people will depend on you. You know, so. do you feel do you feel that you incorporate that uh, mantra that your dad brought to the table with everything else you do, like like working really hard and in, in the things you're doing or, or I think, yeah, I think it was just instilled like yeah. at such an early age, it's just become part of who I am. So I'm, because I think there's an art form of that that's gone in today's society. Hard work is gone. Oh yeah, yeah. Right. Everything is instant gratification. Everything is really quick. However, you can get to the fastest yeah. end. And even when it comes to weight loss or whatever else, it's all about quick. Flip the script and do what you have to do. Yeah. I well, I can remember just being a kid, and you know, not even being in the trades, but being a kid and like. My grandfather and my father were both in the trades and, and, you know, they'd take me along on a side job, whatever. And they'd yell at me, don't just stand there. Just mm. do something. Even if it's wrong, you need to move. You need to pick up a shovel. You know, right. knock that old guy out of the way. You start, you know, you shovel the concrete. Pick up the wheelbarrow. Even if you do it wrong, do something. Yeah. Work. Yep. Don't let someone tell you. Don't let someone, you know, hey, go pick up that shovel and do it. Don't let someone tell you, you go do it. So that's kind of just been my attitude towards everything. I feel like it's lost. It may be, yeah, but it's, 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 we don't want to even, I mean, that's a, we could go down that road, you yeah. know, of the whole, uh, I don't want to, you know, take a shit on the millennials or any of that <laughs> stuff, you know, I, I'm sure it, it's just different. It's different, you know, every, I it think is. every generation it changes. But I also think the, the view of what work is, is different, right? Mm. So, so basically, so let's, let's take a look at that because the way I look at it is I sometimes sit back, uh, listen, I'm, I'm 46 years old. I sit back and I go, all oh, those young kids now. You look great, by they, the way. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, you look great. Thanks. I meant man. to say that, you know, I saw you the other day. You've been looking good. I'm watching the videos. And I'm like, he looks pretty sharp. Thanks, Are man. you using a filter or is that just? Uh, it's completely 100% it... filters. Oh, okay. Yeah, no. All right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go on. I'm sorry. So as I'm sitting back and I'm, I'm looking at the way that today's generation is, and I know that I can sound like an old man when I'm sitting back going, oh, these young kids whip <laughs> us up. I was a kid, we walked seven and a half miles on glass to school. <laughs> these kids these days don't know what a day's work is. Uber? <laughs> What's an Uber? An Uber. <laughs> So when I rode my donkey. Their, their vision. <laughs> oh my god! Their vision of what a day, hard day's work is different. They may think like my, I was talking to my son the other day, and he's doing social media stuff. He's doing all kinds of stuff at school, yeah. but it's all online. It's all in their phones. It's mm-hmm. all like it's connected. It's all instant. And so I was telling him, I said, "Did you do your homework today?" And he says to me, "I already did my homework." And I'm like, "Okay, well, so." You don't have any homework, like nothing to do. He goes, no, I took care of it in school. I did whatever. We're doing everything online. We're all set. I'm like, okay, is this kid trying to get over on me? Because back in the day, you had homework to do, sure, right? But he's like, I got it done. Everything's all set. And the kid's getting good grades in school. He's actually handing in his assignments. I'm like, what the hell, man? They're doing a good job. It's different, right? Good job, dad. Right. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate that. (laughs) That is my token moment to say I'm a good dad. Good job. So what's funny is with hard work, I I love the fact that your dad instilled that with you though, right? So he started you off like in the beginning section to say, okay, all you have is your name. That's what he said, right? And so you have to build on that. You have to continue to work on that. So uh, tell me a little bit more about, okay, so as you're growing up and as you're coming through and you're becoming a teenager going into the years of maybe later, tell me a little bit more. I played sport. I was soccer when I was a little guy. Then it was um, football. 
You know, I played football. What did you play in football? What, what, what position? position? Yeah, uh, I was. Well, I was a lineman, of course. Lineman, yeah, yeah me I was too. A lineman. Me I was, too. I was an offensive. I was guard. a big boy. <laughs> and that, well, I was too. You know, I was always the guy like, shit. Is he going to make weight? Yeah, I was always the oh, youngest yeah. guy on the Papuana team because of the weight. Because mm-hmm. you know how it goes by weight. So, you know, I was always husky. Right. I like to say. That's Bur- a good word. For burly. It. Yes. No. Burly. Good. <laughs> a lot of my friends that I grew up with. That's a big joke. They just call me the burly friend. Burly. Yeah. Burly. <laughs> so. You know, I was always like, you know, I throw the weight around, you know, I was, right. I was strong and, um, I was always strong and okay. I always worked hard. Yep. Wasn't the most gifted athlete, but I worked at it. Like I said, right. I ended up being a, a, a pretty, I gotta say I was a pretty, uh, decent basketball player, especially, so uh, was that, was that your favorite sport? I mean, was that your number yeah. one sport? Really? Yeah, yeah for sure. I, I got, didn't know that. Well, you look at me now, you'd be like, that guy played basketball. Basketball? Yeah. No, I, it was, I was, were you, I was, were you, were you better down in the lane or were you better at outside shots? I was or? a point guard and, um, I always you took were a point guard. Yeah. I, I was, uh, I, I would like to think of myself as a playground legend. What? Yep. Uh, You're Pock. blowing my mind out yeah, right now. Oh I yeah, I was I was a playground to do the three on three tournaments. Um, yeah, I played. You know, that's all I did. I always had a basketball in my hand. So okay. growing up, and um, you know, as I got older and into my teenage years, I started to thin out. You know. Yeah. Um, but I was always had a I always had a big frame. Yep. And I got into the weightlifting thing. Yeah. So when did that start? Was that was that in that high was, school? Is, that was uh, as soon as like, so my mom was in was a bodybuilder. I don't know if you knew that. Yeah. Wait, wait. What? Yeah. yeah, Judy. Judy was Judy's a bodybuilder. A bodybuilder. She was. Yeah. So. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, but she I mean, was. still. Yeah. She. She. Wow. I used to always like. It was always a big deal. Like everyone, oh, you know, make your mom flex, and she would be like, you know, she bust out the guns. Just pow, yeah. man. What? Yeah. Oh my so, god. I'm floored by this. So it was always like a passion of mine. Yeah. You know, I couldn't wait till I was old enough to like get the okay to hit the weight room. And, How old were you when you when you when you first started? Fifteen. That's yeah. my son's age, yeah. and he's starting yeah. right now. Fifteen, and it was it was a love of mine. So, my love went from basketball to weightlifting, okay. and it, it kind of went back and forth with those. Now, two. it wasn't into was it more into? I know there's differences in in the type of weightlifting that you do, right? Yeah. So there could be like a cardio, like really ripped kind of no, lean, so, or you know, were you we're into talking more about, mass? You know, fifteen. What was it? Uh, the early nineties. Yeah. So it was like old school, like bodybuilding type stuff. You know sure. what I mean? It wasn't like now, you know. Jumping on boxes and you know running on turf know, and know. you know bands and all that stuff. So it was just yeah. like the old like Arnold you know yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. You know it was like uh, get to the chopper, yeah, get to the chop, come with me. Yeah, rah, rah. yeah, exactly. So it was uh, it was that stuff. You know the fundamental stuff. It was yeah. all the old school like you know I had uncles and cousins and stuff that everyone was kind of into it back then. And, yeah. Uh, so it was a family affair then. Everybody, oh, yeah. everybody liked it. Yeah. Oh, that's I, I, cool, yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. See, I was I was lifting on my own. Yeah. Like, my my pop was like, "Listen, that that I'll play instruments." He yeah. played music, and and I was like, literally, like, <laughs> so, "Okay, so I lift weights." So my dad never <laughs> never touched a weight in his life. I really? Think, but you know, he's he was a strong guy, but that was from work. You know, so, right? Working uh, hard. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was a different yep. kind of strong. Yep. Different kind of strong. But my mom was the bodybuilder. How and, long uh, did your dad? Uh, was so your dad's been in concrete for like ever? Ever. Really? Forever. Yeah. When you since you were little? Uh, yeah. Always. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I, I see some of the stuff that Giordano Concrete, yeah. that's the name of the company. Custom or, Concrete. Custom yeah. Concrete. Mm-hmm. So what's interesting about it is I watch it on Facebook and I mm-hmm. see some of the posts. Some of the stuff you guys do is pretty amazing, right? I mean, just some of the so, detail and some so of the that, stuff you guys do. Yeah, it's so. Um, I know it's da- a side note, but my, I mean, still. No, my dad was a union cement finisher. Yep. And I, you know, I, I, that wasn't the plan. The plan was 
go to college. I was going, but my major was psychology. Really? You never knew that, huh? I did not know yeah, that. Your yeah. major was going to be psychology. Yeah. Really? Yeah, Suffolk University. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And um, I just. It wasn't for you. Apparently not. You know, that's not the road I took. So I ended up um, leaving. I dropped out and um, I didn't tell anyone, including my wife at the time who I was dating. Uh, so in the funny thing and was. You guys were high school sweethearts, right? Or, right or, out, right outside of high school. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, she might have been my sweetheart, but didn't know it yet. You know, yeah. so uh, she gotcha. was the next town over. Um, I lived the, you know, I was a the city boy, and she was like the town over, and uh, you know, I knew who she was, but she always had a boyfriend, and sure, you know, I moved in eventually, but um, that was call, <laughs> I'd say college sweethearts. Okay, so even though I, even later, though I yeah. dropped out. Yeah. Even though I was a college dropout. Doesn't shitty. matter. Uh, Where'd so she go? Did she go to Suffolk too? Northeastern University. Oh, North I spent Eastern. more time at Northeastern gotcha. than I did at uh, Suffolk University. But um, yep. yeah, you know, I had, uh, I just one day I was like, um, you know, I I wish I had talked to someone because maybe I would have pursued, continued to pursue that career. But, um, and you know, that, that journey, but I didn't. And I. Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. That's yeah. okay. Because no, that's, it, it took me where I you am. You are who you yeah. are now, right? Absolutely. Yeah. But who, hey. 100%. You could have been sitting on my couch right now, and I uh, could have been charging you hundreds of dollars an hour. I literally, you literally could be. We could have been having a session. Yeah. Tell me more, Shane. Yeah, like Shane, seriously. It's all stems from your mother. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Listen, Ma, he didn't mean it <laughs> didn't whatsoever. Mean it. I know you're gonna be listening to this. It's no. All <laughs> crystal. <laughs> That's hilarious, man. So okay, so you you thought to yourself, I'm gonna go to I'm gonna go to college. I'm yeah, gonna do my so, thing. No, it was well, it, it didn't was, it didn't pan out. No, and okay. the last thing my father wanted to do was get me in the trades because he was like, hey, this kid's going back to school, right? So I'm not helping him out. Let's see how he does working like an ass. Work your you ass know, off. Get, you're not going to go to school, you know. Right. Once they found out, yeah, yep. And I had to you know tell everybody I um. Uh, you know, it was time to join the workforce. Force, and uh, I always had a job since I was old enough to work. But right, me too. It's, no, it's full time, buddy. So go yeah. find a job. You're on your own. And I did. I worked. I did all kinds of jobs. But uh, I was working at the airport. I used to. Um, I used to park all the planes at Logan Airport. I park them, load them up. Yeah, like dump. the people that yeah. with the lights. Or whatever, I was that or? guy. I used to drive the tug. What? Push them back. Yep. Park them. <laughs> Holy yeah, you didn't know any of the stuff. About I didn't me, did know you? that. And part we're boys. Of it. Wow, man! Yeah. I know we're friends, man. Yeah. That's crazy. So yeah, I, that's that's what I did. Uh, I dropped out. I got a job at Delta Airlines. Yeah, making I think it was like nine bucks an hour at the time. Yeah, and I worked like sixty hours a week. Yeah, anytime as much. I had fun. It that's was a, when you were full time. So that's when you first dropped like dropped yeah, out of college and out, went there. Yeah, and that was a fun job. You know what's funny about that is that my father, my father, my dad knew that I wasn't going to make it in college. He just knew at the time. He was like, "Listen, my kids. He's a punk. He's you know, he's gay. He doesn't have his head on straight to where yeah. he needs to be." So my father, who was a 26, 27 year old military, I mean, twenty seven year long military man, mm-hmm. said to me, "Hey, listen. Here's an option. You can join the military." He, he basically put an ultimatum out. Pretty much it was either you join the military or you go find a job and you find your own place. Like, yeah. you're not going to live in my house. You're not going to be whatever. And it was tough love at the time because I was like, sure. w- he's kicking me out pretty much like to do whatever. But I, the military intrigued me. Mm-hmm. And I knew college. He was right. College was not in my forte at that moment in time. I literally would have been just a a, a rager, partier, and do, right. I, would, I wouldn't even focus on college mm-hmm. or school. Mm-hmm. So it was the right decision to make. So it's interesting the paths that you chose on your own to not do that. You were like, ah, this isn't going to really work for me. Uh, and so, I was like, yeah. I was kind of forced into the hand. But oh, <sighs> shit, the- if that was my ultimatum, I think I would have went to 
back to college. Yeah. <laughs> if it was like, hey, going to the military. It was. It but was. The, it, yeah, it was tough. I, so I applaud you for that, obviously. But it, but it makes me who I am, right? Absolutely. Like you said, yeah. your yeah. journey makes you yeah. who you are, mine too. Because yeah. if I didn't join the military, I didn't I didn't spend 10 years or 11 years in the Navy, traveling the world, going all the way out there. Hey, I, I wouldn't be who I am today. Right? I agree 100%. So I, yeah. I think it's certain things are meant to be, even though sometimes it's it's kind of tough to take it. So, okay, so here you are. Mm. You you. Drop out of college, then you start to go to the air, air, airport. This is a serious interview. Yeah, man, I love it. I lo- it's uh, good though because we're finding out about you, right? You I mean, are too. Yeah, I know. Pretty crazy. This is so. The purpose of this really is to be able to dig in a little bit more on the, on the interior side of what we know is Mud Hustler because right. most of the listeners that are here mm. know you for you. They know you as the recipe guy. The waffle guy. They know yeah. you as the yeah. big ass waffle yeah. or bird ball guy, right. right? And that's what they know. And the, the crazy images and the crazy stuff yeah. that you do, the tattoos, the yeah. big image. I want people to know who you are, right? Okay. And that's kind of where we're at. So sure. here you are at the airline. You're, you're directing all these airlines <laughs> coming in. So it was a fun job. I, I did enjoy it. I made did a lot of- Did you dance on the, on, the, on the runway? Like I see some people dancing. Maybe. Like, uh, <laughs> Maybe. Because <laughs> I heard you had some dancing moves back in the day. I was a break dancer, sure. Yeah. So tell me more about that. Well, we're all over the place. I like. The, uh, I need to back up for a second. Tell what? me more about the breakdancing days. Uh, did you own a pair of parachute pants? Come on. Did you have the zippers on the side? Yes. If you answer yes to any of these questions, yes. then you know the answer is yes for me. <laughs> we grew up at the same time. Come on. We did. And so, we liked yes. the same kind of so, music and we liked everything. Yeah. Yeah. So I grew up So right outside of Boston, five miles outside of Boston. As soon as I was old enough to figure out how to take the tea, I was going to downtown Boston, hanging yep. out with my friends. You know, my mom didn't know, obviously not. Oh sure. yeah, but it was different then. You yep. know, it was a little more laid back. Completely different. Yeah, yeah. my kids had kill them right now. Oh yeah, I would literally like. Yeah. What are you doing? But my kids wouldn't even. My kids are too lazy to take the train anyway. <laughs> not only that, I live in the the wilderness. There's yeah. no trains. Only you do live but, in the sticks, man. Yeah. Deers and foxes, yeah. and right? Beavers and everything. Beavers. <laughs> There was to... there was a beaver out back. Was I remember it? that. Oh, that yes. was a gopher, I think. Oh, gopher. Yeah, maybe it was a beaver. I, I have no I idea know. what animals are. <laughs> Seriously, you live in Maine. I'm like, I do live in Maine, but we have moose, and pretty much that's it. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it was a it was like the whole hip hop era type mm-hmm. thing, and it was I was heavily involved in that and break dancing and all that. You stuff. break out the cardboard boxes and of do course. some backspins. I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah. You know, always, you know, it, it was, I didn't know if I wanted to be growing up. It was like, do I want to be an astronaut, a ninja or a break dancer? I oh, didn't know. That's you know? great. It was one of the three. Tell me, tell me. I didn't you, end up any of them. But. Give me three. Give me two of your favorite. I don't mean me neither. Oh, but what? Favorite hip hop artists back then. Now, now I'm, I'm talking pre Biggie, pre, oh, pre Tupac. Well, Run DMC. Run DMC. It was all Run DMC yep. back then. Yep. I, I mean, I don't know. Pre- Were you a Beasties fan? Always, yeah, yeah. Back in the day, yeah. yeah. Beastie Boys, Run yeah, yeah. DMC. Yep. Um, I mean, that's old, old hip hop. Right. I, mean, I well, I e- was, I was really influ- I mean, obviously, yeah. Whatever was playing at the time when I was that was, I was, I am a little bit younger than you. A little bit. A little bit. Not, not much, but a little. Not much, but um, <laughs> I was heavily influenced by the '90s hip hop. Yeah, mean, that was right. Well, so I mean, I'm looking right behind your head. If anybody on the podcast here that's listening, he has a picture of a dog in the background that has basically notorious B.I.G. Yeah, crown. Yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a huge influence for sure. you, and 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 me too. Yeah. 
I think for me, I go back a little bit further with like Houdini and some other bands yeah, and stuff course. like that. That I was yeah. like, oh man, this is like it was a transition between like disco into hip hop. Yeah. You know what I mean? That yeah. kind of stuff. And I remember my father was like, "What the hell are you listening to?" Like seriously, because my dad was like big band jazz and all this other mm-hmm. stuff. And I was like, I introduced him to all this other stuff, and he was like, "This is garbage." Until he got a little older, well, and he was like. I can appreciate it. I have a brother that's um, six years older than me. We were raised in the same house and had completely different tastes in music. He was the, what we called a headbanger at the time. He was a rocker. Yeah. yeah. We called him a headbanger. His hair was down to his ass, you know, and he was listening to Poison and, you know, White Snake <laughs> yeah, yeah. and Def Leppard. And, yeah. all, and here I am, you know, I'm jamming to, I don't know, I'm a Did you guys try to one up each other and, like, like, put the volume up higher? Or what? Yeah, uh, like, no? He, we no? just ignored each other, basically. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Pretty much like yeah. you do your thing, I'll do yeah, mine, man. We're like, all set. You know, I was like, "Cut your hair, hippie!" No, I'm just kidding. I'm only kidding. My mother was a hippie, so right, it's and so. she was the bodybuilder. So uh, yeah, holy crazy. smokes, yeah. I'm learning. And all my kinds dad's of stuff. like an old school Italian construction worker. I get it. Unbelievable, you know? man. I yeah. love it. All right, so we'll we'll flip the clock, clocks a little bit. I love that whole conversation because <laughs> I like talking old school hip hop. Yeah. It was actually going to be one of my questions at the end was give me some influences that sure. you've had in your life. So yeah. okay, so here you are. You go down the road of working at the airline. You like that job. You did whatever. Yeah. And, and I was killing myself. I'm, and then I took on a second job because it wasn't enough money. Right. And, um, it wasn't was, paying enough. No, yeah. I was working. So I before when I was in high school, I was working at the mall at a toy store. Yep, there used to be toy stores. Get out of here at the mall. Was it KB K- KB Toys. Yeah, get. I know. Yeah. How did yeah. I know that it was KB? Well, that was the <laughs> mall. Toy it was store. the best yeah. toy store ever. Yes. So I worked. I worked at KB Toy Store. Yep. And, um, then when I when I went to college, I wasn't able to work there anymore, and um, I was focusing on. My schoolwork until I dropped out and then right. got in the airlines. And I went back to KB, so I was working at both okay. both uh, jobs. Actually, I think I had three jobs at one time. What? I was working at Kelly's Roast Beef, too. <laughs> That's your affiliation for Kelly. I love yeah, Kelly's. Yeah. Like, Kelly's is, yeah. is a staple for Mass. Like, right. if you go to Mass, you got to get to Kelly's to get yeah. some roast beef so sandwiches. So I, I was, like, like killing that. myself. And my, and my parents like, all right, this kid's not going back to school. Right. Uh, he's killing himself. Let's get him a real, you know, let's help him out. See yeah. if he can get in the trades. At least learn a trade. Right. If you're not going to go to school. Yep. So uh, that's when it was like, all right, you know, we're going to take the test and see if you can get the trades. I took the test. I, I passed the test. And then I got into. You have uh, to take a test to get yeah. into the trades. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. It's it's like an aptitude test. Okay. And then. Um, is it. So you're, so the business itself is all centered around uh, cement work and stuff like that. But it, it, you have so to. So this take, is a trade. This is just get just trades. trades in general. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. In Boston. So then. Um, so it's not like an apprenticeship program, or no. Anything then like I that. got into an apprenticeship. program. You did, yeah. okay. So then I was accepted to to applying to the apprenticeship program, okay. And uh, they accepted me, and then I did. It's a four year apprenticeship, which I finished in three. Yep. Because uh, I just you busted your ass. I busted my ass. Yeah. yeah, I busted my ass. And you, you did you feel that it was a passion of yours? Like when you were doing it, you're like, okay, I can um, see this being something that I would like. Yeah, at the time, okay, it was. I enjoyed it. I was making great money. Yeah, um, it is good money. Like it was great benefits. Yeah. Yep, and it was uh, at the time it was a passion for me. Right. So yeah, yeah, and uh, and then from there, my brother and I, my brother who also he was a military guy, but uh, he also same thing. School wasn't for him. Right. He was also a cement mason. So um, yep. Uh, he's a little older than me. He was already a journeyman. I was an apprentice. So I just got out of my apprenticeship, and uh, he was like really into uh the decorative stuff and he's like hey let's let's do this together yep. let's start a business and i'm like all right 
I had no kids at the time. So your dad had his business. So you no, were saying he separate. had no business. Oh, he didn't have a business. No. Okay. All right. He was a union guy. Okay. Never had a business. He was always like a boss. I see. You know, on a on the big jobs yep. and stuff like that. This yep. was more of a um, like a niche thing, like a yeah. You know, like well, it's, a, it's custom. Yeah. Right. So it was a decorative type thing. It was new. So age. it's not it was, like regular general painting cars. It's custom cars. Yeah. This was you like, know what I mean? it's like, like stamp concrete. Like right. Concrete. It was. I don't want to bore anyone. No, it, <laughs> but, it's, uh, not, it's not really boring. No, to be was, honest with you, whenever I see you guys, whenever yeah. I see the creations that you do make, it's pretty. It's. It, some of the stuff you guys do is pretty amazing. Yeah, so, with, you know what I mean? The patterns and the different stuff that you do. Or even creating something that looks like wood. Yes. Like I saw that the other right. day. It was like a wood pattern. Yeah, but it was flooring. Yeah. yeah, it was crazy. So, okay. Yeah. So you and your brother go into this. Yeah, we started a business. This world of a business. 15 years ago. Okay, 15 16, years. 15, 16 years ago. Yep. And, you know, we're still doing that. So. And so on the back end, when you're looking at where you're at with that whole entire portion of the journey, Okay, so here you are. You've got this business. Are you still at the same time, like we talked about back in high school, you were struggling with your weight. You were struggling yeah. with that kind of stuff. Are you still in that space? Oh, yeah. So, are you lifting heavy or so, like like where where are you at with if that? We're going, if we're talking about the weight loss journey yeah. and the weight. Yep. Because that, that led you to kind of where you're at with Mud Hustler, right? You wanted well, something. Mud, Hus- mud Hustler comes from the whole concrete uh, thing. Yes, exactly. We That's a slang term, mud for concrete. You're so slinging mud. mud. That's where the name came from. It was Mud Hustler. People, right. which I love, never understood. They I thought it that. was like um, they still don't understand. Some people think it's like those mud races. You yeah, know, the obstacle courses. Oh yeah, the um, some people thought I was a wrestler. Tough mudder. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So some thought it was like some code for food. <laughs> I don't know. Like a chocolate mud cake, mud pie, knows, or something. I don't know, but um, <laughs> no, that's where it comes from. So. Okay. So all right. So you you're you're into this portion of it. And as we as we progress through, are you finding yourself as to be as passionate as what you were at first with the concrete portion? No. All right, so no. you're figuring, kind of figuring things out, right? I mean, you're kind of understand, like yeah, deciding where where do I want to go, right? I mean, is that kind of where you were at with? Well, yeah, like, I mean, what I want to do. Well, I, I it, it's become my career, you know. It was, yeah. it was. I'm, I'm still. It pays the bills. Yeah, it pays the bills. Yep. Um, the weight thing was um, so in my early teens, I started to, you know, you start to grow, you hit puberty. Yeah. So I wasn't a chunky kid anymore. Yeah. So I got yep. I, now I was like a awkward, skinnier kid. Right. And then, and yeah. then it was the weightlifting thing, and I wanted to be the biggest, strongest guy in the room. That was your that was your focus. Yeah. So yeah. it was like weight. I was taking weight gain. Like I could slap myself right now. I was trying. I was taking weight gainer. Yeah. I'm going to the gym. I'm taking all these supplements. I've been there. You know, and I'm like gain weight, get bigger. Right. High calories. I high, couldn't I wait like, till oh. I got until I hit 200 pounds. That was yeah. my goal. Like right. now, I'm trying to get back there. Reverse. <laughs> you know yes, what I mean? Like I know. I'm I like know. I'm gonna be 200 pounds and the strongest human. <laughs> you know, I'm gonna bench press a car. You know, and I was freakishly strong. Yeah. And I and I. But achieved, you were prideful of that though, because you, yeah. you you were like I can out. I'll, I can yeah. do anybody in the gym. I loved it, and that's that's kind of a big deal, right? Because yeah. you were it was a competitive nature of you to be able to say this is this was a strength of yours. This was the, your. The great thing was I was never I I never was a steroid guy, you know. Even though it was big in that era, sure. Um, and I wasn't a bodybuilder. I was a power lifter. So it was like okay. What's the difference? You, um, the difference is a big difference. So it, yeah. it wasn't physique. It was strength. Okay. So it was more. It was different kind of lifting. Because I, I watch those guys on ESPN sometimes. Yeah. The, they're huge. Yeah. They're yeah. ginormous, yeah. but they're not cut or ripped, but they're so strong. Yeah, so it was like I used to consume so many calories yeah. and lift such heavy weight, and it caught up with me. 
So do do you feel that your your workouts kind of diminished, but you can continue to eat the same way? Because that's what happened to me. Um, I was eating high calories. I wasn't taking care of myself. Like I was, okay. you know, I was I wasn't really. Fu- I got, I got lazy. Uh, I had I, I developed bad habits. So the weight thing, you know, early teens thinned out. Then I thought, you know, I I went back and forth with struggling with the weight. My adult years, I was always overweight. I was always dealing with the weight thing. I was up, I was down. I was up, I was, was yo yoed my whole time. Yep. Uh, as an adult, and um, yeah, it was bad habits developed. Just consuming as many calories as possible. And see, I did that. So I, when I was in the Navy, I lifted a lot. Yeah. And we were not powerlifting, but we were lifting pretty heavy, mm-hmm. right? And so what I found was is I needed to feed my body at the time for the calories. And I read all the magazines and read all the input mm. about how to be able to do so. The problem that I had was there was two things. One of them was I quit smoking because mm-hmm. I was smoking at the time. I was like, I was lifting but smoking because it was just a habit of mine. Mm-hmm. So I quit smoking. But the other piece was as I continued to eat the way that I did after I stopped kind of lifting the way that I was. Yeah. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, why am I getting so fat and so sure, overweight? Yeah. It's because you're consuming well, yeah. 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 right. calories. Look at professional, like a lot of professional football players. Yes. That happens to them, you know? Yep. Um, so it wasn't, I never stopped with the lifting thing. I just, I, I always turned to food for comfort. It was always my thing. Gotcha. I always did that, but it was always like, everyone was always shoving food in your face in my house. It was, you know, it was comfort. My grand, my, whether it was one side of my Italian grandmother or the other side of my Jewish grandmother, there was always someone shoving a cake in my face or a lasagna or whatever it was, you know? And that was my vice. You know, Mm. I did, I didn't, I wasn't, I didn't have a drinking problem. I didn't have a drug problem. It was food. Yeah. Food was my answer to everything. Sad food. Happy food. Yeah. Emotions. Yeah. Any Depressed emotions. food. Yeah. Whatever yep. it was. Food. Comfort. I'm tired. Eat food. Right. I'm, you know, bored. Eat food. I still do. You know, I still struggle with it now, obviously. Me too. But um, as you get older, obviously, I was I was in my, um, you know, I, I joined Weight Watchers for the first time probably after the birth of my oldest son, who's now 14. Okay. So 14 years ago. Right. My yep. wife. She was already on. She joined. And I was like, yep. I, I'll join too. And it was like date night. You know, we had a baby. That was your we date had a new, night. We had a newborn baby. We dropped them off. Oh, that's my, fantastic. Um, at my aunt's house. <laughs> and we'd go to meetings yeah. together. And right. we were the, the young couple. Right. The because and, predominantly there's a lot of blue hairs and there's a lot of people yeah. that are a little bit older. Yeah, I get yeah. it. I totally get it. Um, yep. And we that was our thing. We did, we did well. And she did great. She, and yeah. And I did well too, and you know I'd lose the weight, and it was always something that worked for me, but it wasn't like a lifetime thing. I wasn't really committed. It wasn't uh, the reason why I was doing it. It was more vanity than anything. Like I, I like I wanted gotcha. to feel more comfortable. I don't want to say vanity, but I wanted to feel no, more comfortable. There's reality to that. Yeah, absolutely. I, it's like I was still vanity is not a bad word. Vanity no. is a word that you go. I want to feel good about myself. Yeah. I want to feel good about it, how it, I look. It, it wasn't a health issue. Right. Um, right. At the time, yep. it was just like, "Hey, I want to feel better. I want to look better." Okay, which is fine. Gotcha. Um, and plus, my wife's doing it, and she looks great. Was Dominica? Dominic? Was she successful? By the way, his wife, his name is Dominica. I, mm-hmm. In case any of the podcast listeners yep. don't know this, but was she successful right off the bat with with Weight Watchers, and then she just kind of stayed the course? And because <laughs> you and I, we talk about all the time that yeah. we're ups and downs all the no, time. No, she did great, but every time she lost the weight, she got pregnant. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yep. So she's that, like, yep. what the hell? You know, yep. I get this slam of body and you have to get me all pregnant again. And, um, you know, so 
I got the slamming body. Yeah. We have sex. Yeah. We have kids, and now I have to but, work at know, it again. I, that was bold because it was we we were always active at any weight. So I don't know what she's talking about. But anyway, um, you know she worked hard, and then you should yeah. get pregnant again. So that happened three times. Yeah. Uh, 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 right. You know, unfortunately, we lost uh, a pregnancy, but um, yeah. Yeah, we have two boys, one fourteen and one eleven. And uh, the first time I joined was fourteen years ago. So. Yeah. And um, so you did it originally for vanity, right? You did it originally I did it just for to like, hey, you I want to look what? good. Like, yeah, I I need to do something. You yeah. know, it would be nice. Yeah. Let me see if this works. It's working for her. Right. Let's see if and it did. And then we, you know, it was the whole thing. Like, stop, go, stop, go. And yeah. then second son was born. Did it again. Yeah. Very successful. She was successful. I was successful. Then you stop and you go and you put the weight back on or whatever. I'm getting older now at this point and um Yeah, that metabolism starts to yeah. slow down. And it's a pain um, in the ass actually, but <laughs> the, So all right, so tell me this. All right, so at first you you joined because you wanted to feel like you were looking good. You wanted to look in the mirror and go, Hey, you know what, I feel a little bit yeah. feel good about myself. I, well, you know what it was? I always yo yoed. Yeah, yeah. My me whole too. life. Me too. And this was working for Dominica, so my wife. So I'm like, hey. She's having a lot of success on this. I'm on board. Yep. I don't care if it's just for ladies. Right. You know what I mean? Which it is. Well, it was always marketed. It was always a woman's thing. It, it was. Is. You know, there was never guys there. Nope. It was always like maybe one guy. Right. At a meeting, like right. in the back, and he'd like disappear eventually. Right. Or you even try to get eye contact with that one guy. You'd be like, hey, what's up? And then, <laughs> and then he would disappear because yeah. you're like, right. all right, we're not talking. They weren't knows <laughs> like, is that guy here because he's a chaperone? Or did like his wife drag him here? Like, cause it's the token husband he that drove, he and they're going food shopping after. Or is he here because he's like actually following the plan, right? You know, right? Exactly. Um, More often than not, no. So I was like that token guy, you know. Yeah. But I was there trying to lose, and it worked for me. It was a great yeah. program. All of them, you know. I've been through so many programs over right. the past fourteen years, fifteen yep. years. I haven't been on fourteen, but I've been probably nine, yeah, nine or ten. You yeah. know what I mean? So it, it it's it's been a long journey. Like we've had ups different types of programs that we work with. So when did it become something that you knew that you had to do? So you wanted to do it. It yeah. kind of made you feel good. Yeah. But when did it get to a point where you were like, okay, this is something I have to do with my life? Well, before that stuff, it was all the fad diets, all the the ripped fuel, or the yep. ephedra, or whatever the hell was on the market I was yep. taking, which, you know, in the bodybuilding world, which in the weightlifting world, which was all dangerous stuff. And then the Weight Watchers thing was a healthier alternative. Right. It worked for my wife. It was working for me. Um, so I want to say it was back, so four years ago. Okay. So four years ago. Oh, I thought it was more than that. So four four years ago is when I don't know. It might be a little bit more. Maybe I don't know. Because because I've known you no, now I, for yeah three years, right? Yeah. Three years. No, yeah. it was about four years ago. Okay. When when it was a health issue. Gotcha. Tell me more about that. Like, yeah. when, when was it? Um, like what happened? So I kind of gave up, man. Yeah. I've been married. I got kids. I got a beautiful wife. She looks great. I'm still hitting the weights really heavy. Yeah. It's killing my joints. I'm working like an animal, but I'm. At this point, I'm like, I don't really care how I look at the beach. Right. I don't really care how I look with my shirt off. I still want to bench press 500 pounds, but I also, I'm going to eat this cake right now. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, You're like, ah, whatever. Right. right. I didn't, yeah. re- it wasn't an issue. I didn't care. Right. I didn't care that I was, my clothes sizes were bigger. I didn't care that I was in triple X's. I didn't care that it might, you know, it didn't matter to me. I was, all right, whatever. Yeah. I'm still bench pressing a truck i'm still deadlifting right. you know 
a building. You you felt that that was successful. Like that was the, fine. That, that was, was fine. your, I'm like, I your barometer of success. So what? I take my shirt off. Correct. I'm not swimming with my t-shirt on anymore. Right. I'll tell you that. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't care. Um, that, so to be honest with you, when I first met you and uh, I was hanging out with you down at Revere Beach or whatever else down in Boston, yeah. it was funny because I thought to myself, here's a guy that struggles with weight, struggles with where he's at, might be kind of where he wants to be, but not yet, right? Like yeah. kind of like working towards it. But it was okay because you were the first person that looked at me and said, it, it, it's okay to take your shirt off, dude. Yeah. Just go yeah. and be yourself. Yeah, it doesn't matter. And it, you, you coached me on that. Yeah. And I went, who's this guy? Yeah. Like, are you serious? And I went, you know what? He's right, man. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just go it, and just be it's you. so much of that's in your head. Right. You know what I mean? This, right. You know how it is. How many times you, you dodge the camera. Oh, yeah. When there was a great f- memory yep. that you could have had Or forever. because I was the tall guy, I went to the back of all the right. room. I You're was like, hiding. Yeah. Or you know, you're, like or you're, or you're not, you know, uh, I got the sunburn. Or yep. I'm going to stay under the umbrella over here while everyone's having a great time in the pool right. playing volleyball. Right. Whatever it is. You know, yep. all those missed opportunities because you were hiding because you were uncomfortable the way you felt or the way you looked or whatever. Yeah. I kind of, we jumped way ahead. We yeah. did. We did. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let, let, but, so we'll go back. <laughs> we'll go back a little bit. Yep. So yeah. basically. So, yeah, so, all right. So long story short. Yep. Because um, this is a long interview. That's okay. It goes as long as we need yeah, to. There's a lot of editing here, I think. I, no, no, no editing whatsoever. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't know how much editing we're actually going to do on it because it's been great so far. So okay, go ahead. Right, go ahead. Right. So yep. we got one listener. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So and we I, have scotch. So that's really all it's I got to do some math here. 38, 39, 40, 41, 42. Yeah. I was yeah. 38 years old. Okay. So I'm 38 years old. I gave up. I didn't care about that stuff anymore. Right. I was just enjoying food and i was comfort it was yeah. the whole comfort thing yep. and you know it might it may have bothered me deep down inside but right there was a side of you that was like ah, but, but it wasn't like, like you know ah. i'm like you know what I don't really you live care. once let's go I, i'm like at this point i didn't care right and i ballooned yeah i was the biggest i ever was i was 270 pounds yeah. now i'm five foot eight right you know um and 270 that's that's big yeah for five, that's a lot eight. of weight yeah i was bench pressing you know 475 still pounds strong. still strong i was deadlift you know, deadlifting over 500 pounds, yeah. squatting over. I mean, I don't mean to sound like a braggart or anything like that, but okay. I was a very strong guy. Yeah. But I was also extremely overweight, especially even on my frame, which is I was always a big short guy. Yeah. Um, it was not healthy. Okay. But I didn't know. Right. Because I'm just in my. I'm 38. You know what I mean? You're still at that like bulletproof. You, you are, don't really you know. Are untouchable. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Um, and then it was uh something happened. I don't want to get into that story because it's a long story. Yeah. And I panicked. I had a like a a close call with something and I panicked and it and it led to a nosebleed. Right. Which was nonstop. Yeah. That's for like scary. almost twenty four hours. Oof. Bad. Yeah. Like a fountain. Right. And I'm one of those guys that I have to have a limb hanging off in like in order to go to the hospital. Yeah. And my wife's like you need to go to the hospital. Got to, got to, like break, this man. is not go. right. Yeah. You don't look good. This is not good. This is scary. You got to get checked out. Yep. So I go to the emergency room. It's about ten minutes from my father's house. My wife calls my father and says, "You need to go and check on your son because I'm really worried." He goes and meets me there. I'm in the emergency room. My wife comes down too now. Yeah. So I don't even know if she's there. She's out there too. Panicking. They take, they take my blood yeah. pressure and they'll. It's off the like. Freaking shots! Oh. I don't even know how high it was. It oh. was like they were they were like extremely concerned. Yeah, they couldn't stop the bleeding. I had to get it cauterized, all that shit. Sure. 
Actually, no, they didn't cauterize it. They did. I don't even know what it's called. Comp like the they like a did, coagulant or something. No, some they of... stuck this thing that looked. Uh, it looked like uh, a tampon okay. up my nose, like a gauze of some sort. No, or... it, they put this thing up and injected like a foam <laughs> up my nose. It was right. like so, it felt like it was in my eyeball. So it was a tampon, <laughs> basically. <laughs> and it was there for like four days. Wow! Wow! Because they could not stop the bleeding. It just kept going. Yeah. Wow. So while I'm in the emergency room and this is going on, yeah. Uh, the 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 doctor, the female doctor, I wish to this day I knew her name. She was my age. Okay. And she says, "You're a young man. You are in danger of not living much longer if you continue to, you know, live this lifestyle. Wow. You have children. Yeah. Uh, she called my wife into the room. She called my father into the room. Ooh. And she's like, you need to make some serious lifestyle changes right. or your life's going to be cut way short. Right. You need to follow up. You need to go see your uh, primary care physician, yeah. which I didn't even have one at the time because I was- you avoided the doctors. Because who goes to the doctors? Right. Um, sick men, people. Me, sick people men go. don't go to the yeah. doctors. <laughs> men don't really ask for help for anything. No, you know? they don't. Um, They're too macho. That's so that was, that was the big- all right, yeah. now it's time to change. That's your come to Jesus moment, man. Yeah, that was so like okay. It's that was time. once the they took they removed the tampon from my nostril, um, <laughs> and I have photos of that. One day, maybe I will share. I need that photo just for me to you. Yeah. I need that sometime. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but th- but that's that's a that's a turning point of your life. Yeah, it's a turning point. Mm-hmm. Right yeah. at that moment in time, so, not only on top of just the the the, the bleeding, the bloody noses yeah. and whatever so, else, but man. Well, it also kicked my ass Huge. to like, all right, you need. I have children. I need to start taking care of myself. Yes, you have other I, priorities yeah. other than so, you. So you know, ge- genetically, high blood pressure runs in my family, does, both yeah. sides. Okay. So whether I lost, you know, I could lose a hundred pounds, two hundred pounds. I'm probably still going to have to keep a check on my blood pressure. Right. I might have to still be a medication. Sure. Whatever it may be, but I still needed to change my lifestyle. Right. Um, so I'm like, all right, let me go to what worked for me all those times, and I'm going to go back to Weight Watchers. Yeah. Um, yep. And I did, and it worked really well for me. Yeah. And, but it was my approach this time was so different. It was like why? Uh, because this was not. This was about health. Because your mindset was, it was different. about health. It okay. was like yeah. Because you thought about it differently. You didn't... before it was like I was okay with it. Like uh, I lose a few pounds, put a few pounds on. Oh right. well, it's swimsuit season, and you now know? you have to. Oh, gotta shred yeah. for the beach. You know what yep. I mean? Like if I, I want to live, I need to do this now. <laughs> not that I was ever shredded. Well, but um, me neither. Trust but me. But I was. You know, it was. Uh, it was time to like. Okay, I got to change my habits. My lifestyle yeah. needs to change. Like. How do I do this? I can do it for a short time. You know, I can I can eat a certain way for a short time. But yeah. how do I, Jesus, you know, I'm, I'm, how do I enjoy food and make it work? And yeah. I kind of like, how do I work the system and do that? Right. So that, that's interesting because I, a lot of times there's a lot of people out there that listen to the podcast or even go down the road of dieting and whatever else that are faced with mortality sometimes. When you're faced with mortality, oh, mm. so for a great example is like my wife. Mm-hmm. I've shared many times before, my wife was faced with mortality because of the fact that, okay, your liver, you have a weak liver, and if you drink more, yeah. it's, it's going to cause issues, right? So she made the decision at that moment in time of, I, I have a family, and I have other, before it was, who cares? I'm, yeah. I'm drinking. I'm, I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. 
So now it was I've got a son and I've got a husband that I love and right. I've got to I got to do something. So it's interesting on how a lot of people are really faced with that that moment of clarity that mm-hmm. they're like, here's what you have. Either you do this or you may not be around. Yeah. So I'm on one hand, I'm glad that you were faced with that. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, it's sad that you had to get to that place. Right. But you're there now. This is part of your journey and this yeah. is where you're at. So tell me. Was all of everything that you, that we see, as in people that see your recipes, people that see the things that you're doing, was it based on the fact that, okay, I've got to do something now that is going to give me the opportunity to be able to, like we opened with with the podcast, I've got to, it's got to give me the opportunity that I can eat the things that I love, and now I want to be able to do it healthy, right? Something that's going to give me an option, that's going to make me live in this space because i got to have it, or right, tell me so- more about that. Let's talk about healthy and weight loss because sometimes they don't – the healthiest choice isn't always the weight loss choice. You know what I mean? Like totally agree. There's things that are like high – if you're following Weight Watchers, there's things that are very high in points that are very healthy for you. Yep. And there's things that are very low in points that aren't the healthiest choice, but – you know, it's it's all what you're trying to do. Yeah. So I don't want to say it's always the healthy – it's not health food. That's a great point. It's weight loss food. Yep. And I'm not afraid to talk, you know, say it's weight loss, yeah. you know, whether it's wellness or weight loss or whatever. It's, it's, listen, at my, still in my life, I'm still trying, I'm on a weight loss journey right now. I'm still trying to get to where I want to get. Right. I've never reached a goal weight. I don't, you know, I don't think we ever do. Like we do, but um, we don't though. Well, first of all, I, we, that's a whole nother show we're talking about the BMI <laughs> chart and all that stuff, but <laughs> You know, my goal weight is a certain weight, which is that'll be podcast number two yeah. with the <laughs> I've I've been very close. Yeah. But I never Me too. got there. Me too. But I'm still dealing with it, you know. Right. And um this is something I'm gonna have to deal with the rest of my life. So I realize that. Yep. But the food thing was I was never a chef. I right. was never a cook. <laughs> oh. You know, I worked at a Kelly's roast beef. You worked at Kelly's. You yeah. put roast beef on a yeah. sandwich. Sure. That's what you, know, you did. I could fry up some cutlets, you know, because I'm an Italian. Um, so yep. I was yep. just like, all right, how do I make this work for me? Yep. And at the time, they had just rolled out Connect, which is, if you're not familiar, the social media. It's the social media of Weight Watchers. Yeah. yeah. It's their yep. little social media world. Sure. It's only for Weight Watcher members. Um, I was introduced to it by my leader at the time at Weight Watchers, and um, I'm like, all right, let me check this out. And I just started sharing, and there wasn't a lot of men on there. But, of course, as soon as uh, – it was small at the time, too. There wasn't a lot of people, right. users. It was like a very small community, and the call went out. It was like, you see a dude? There was a hashtag, WWBros. WWBros. Like, hey, this is where the guys go to find each other. And I'm like, that is the coolest thing in the world. Yeah, because there are no guys no. in this Weight Watchers world. It was know? it was hard because I joined late. Yeah, and I still was like, I don't, I there's no nobody like me. No, you know what I mean. Like I, I'm a I'm <laughs> surrounded by a bunch of ladies that were like talk. I was like, nobody knows no. what I'm going and through. It's like the weeklies are all geared around the women and the, right. The, and 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 listen, I'm not playing the violin. I know that it's a man's world, and I know that like I yes. know. I, I do I do not want to trade places. I know I got no. it way easier as a as a guy. Correct. Um, but in this world, it's different. It's uh, it's it's not you know guys. Not, it's not really geared to men. And um, it was great to see that beacon of light. It and was all these bros. And there was uh, one particular guy, Wesley. 
Yeah, Wesley McCoy. Wesley yeah. McCoy was yep. like, he was singing. You know, he was out there with the bat signal. It was the bro signal. He was, man. And he was, at, at one point, he was taking all the weights of every guy on I Connect <laughs> every single week and adding them all up. Like, this is what we lost this week, fellas. You yep. know, that's how it was. That's how small of a community it was. It was still yep. quite a few hundred people, but it was small. It was just starting. And, and he now, even did he even did an introductory to anybody that yep. would come in and they would post yep. WW Bros from a guy's perspective. Mm-hmm. He would... He would do a whole welcoming committee. Yes, much respect to Wesley Welcome McCoy. Wesley. This guy, you guys don't even know who he is. Right. People on Connect right now. This guy took the bros and ran with it. He and did. I was like, he was like Batman and I was his Robin. I yep. was like, dude, I'm in. Right. And I was like, from that point on, I was shouting it from It felt inclusive. Everywhere. It felt like you were a part of a, a I was membership. like, you know what? I'm going to be proud of this and right. I'm going to talk about this. And yes. You know what? Guys need to know that there is... S- an answer for them too. It's okay to say, "Shoot, I need help. What do I do?" Right. It's okay to go to the meeting with all the ladies there and, and ask for right. help. It's okay. Yeah. It's all right. This is a great program. It can work for a guy or a, a, a woman. You know. Right. So that was awesome, and I ran with it. And then I'm like, you know what? I'm pretty proud of this. I'm just going to shout it. Is that where the recipes started to? to no. To so come from so no? the recipe thing was, I, like, I watch the Food Network. Like most guys watch Sports Center. You know what I mean? Right. Like. Diners, drive-ins, dives. Guy Fieri, like he's, uh, yeah. he's a madman. Yeah, um, I love him. Chopped, all those things. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. All that stuff. Uh, Iron Chef. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going a little old school here, but that was yeah, yeah. my thing. You know, I I love food. Sure, I always did. I still do, and I miss it. You know, I'm like, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? How am I going to make it sustainable? How am I going to make it work? Yep. I'm going to beat the system. So I, it was a challenge for me. It okay. was like. I'm going to work hard to make. Was that your intent for doing it all? Because I I got to beat the system. Yeah. Okay, that's how. That's great. Okay, yeah. this is. I'm allotted so many points. Yeah. Here's you know the magic book. Here's the recipe builder. I'm not a chef. I'm not a mathematician. I'm yeah. using the tools I got, and I'm gonna make this work because I gotta figure out how the hell I'm gonna do this. Right. So I'm like, okay. At first, it was like, all right, what do I want to eat? What do I want to eat? What do I want to do? Yeah. I'm watching TV. I see something on TV, and I want to emulate that. I'm running through recipe builder, and I'm like, oh, I got to get that lower. Oh, I got to get that lower. <laughs> How do I make this work? What do I do? Yeah. And you know, it was like, I want to make donuts. I want to make waffles. I want, and that's how it all started. But it was for me, right? But I was sharing because yeah. it was all about sharing. Um, yeah, and, yeah. And at the time, it was like no one was paying attention, right? <laughs> to be honest with you, more people were interested in a man's perspective. I agree. In the weight loss community, yes. than they were in the food I was eating. I fully agree. Because yep. um, it was all women. And right. they were like... Tell they, me how I can talk to my husband. Yes. How I can talk to my grandfather, my son about this And as this you stuff. know, it's like you and I have a similar look with the beards, the right. tattoos, all yep. that stuff. Yep. At that time, not many... You know, you think right. Weight Watchers, you don't think of guys like us. Nope. So when they see this guy with the tattoos and in the gym and, you know, uh, talking about being vulnerable, talking about his family, talking yes. about why he's doing this, talking about his reasons and yep. you know it a lot of these women were like introducing their men in their lives whether yeah. it's their sons or their husbands and they're like look at this look at this fella right here mm-hmm. with the tattoos and the muscles he struggles with weight he can do it look and what, he talks and about it, and it then it's and look what he's eating <laughs> and they're like oh my god that guy's eating a cake yeah yeah yeah, you it's know, so true for it's seven so points he just ate a whole cake right yes yes I understand that Pushing control is a big part of this whole thing. Yeah. But if you lose control and you eat a cake for seven points, it's okay. 
You're allowed you know I mean? to do that. Yeah, like, it's like okay. Within the confines of what... So I know we talk predominantly about Weight Watchers here. This is what we're talking about tonight because you and I both are a part of this program. That's how yeah, we met. That's, that's how we met. That's how yeah. we met with WW Bros mm-hmm. and, and those kind of things. But I think that the dynamic of everything, whether it's keto, whether it's Jenny Craig, whether whatever, I don't really care where we're at with it. The, the, the issue is, is that how can you make something work within the confines of what you're trying to be able to work with, well, right? It's it's... The whole thing comes down to sustainability. I agree. How do you make this last? How do you make it work? How do you make it not just like a short period? Like, And it was just working a system, whatever that system may be, whether it's counting macros or it's counting weight watch points. Right. um, And how it works for you. And, you know, sometimes you're going to eat a a whole cake or a pie or whatever, a pizza. It happens. And there's nothing wrong with that. But... My approach is like, how can I make that cheat day an everyday thing? How can, you know, and I love that, man. And, th- and that's how it all started. It was just me right. sharing my own journey and it grew from there. And yeah, I think that people I know for me personally, whether it's through the podcast or through whatever social media outlets, people really do love the fact that you give an option for people to eat and do feel like there's a little bit of cheating going on, like yeah. w- with yeah. a bird ball. Yep. You know, with a bird yep. ball, whether it's it's all lean meats and it's all like so. Here's the one question that I did have for you. Okay, so you got bird balls, you got big ass waffles, you got all these different things. If anybody's interested, just hashtag big ass waffle or hashtag bird balls, and you're gonna find this guy's recipes just of go- different stuff. Google right? it. Google right. those things, Google and you're my gonna balls. find it. Right? Google John's balls. <laughs> so here's the thing, right? No, don't Google <laughs> don't, John's balls. Google don't. bird balls. <laughs> All right. So, but here's the question that I have for you. What about the people that say to you that you're cheating the system? Yeah, a lot of people say that, but right? I, Tell I, me more about that because I feel well, like you're I, not cheating the system. You're just working within the confines of what our bodies need. Um and we're having something that I feel like I'm so indulging. It's, it's not for everybody. Like th- some people are whole foods people. Some people are some people refer to my what I do as franken foods. I've heard I've heard before. that too. Yeah. 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 Um it's not for everybody. This I don't is, agree with that, but, but I but I get but it. This is, I get you know, it. It goes all the way back to, I mean, I can go back to like way back to black bean brownies. I remember Weight Watchers, you could eat, you know, eat a brownies made with black beans <laughs> instead of like flour or whatever it was. Yeah. Uh, or the uh, whole that book. still comes around sometimes. Here's, uh, uh, you know. <laughs> Use a, a a bottle of um, diet coke and and sugar free cake mix and eat a cake. You know, it, it was it's it's just always you know yeah. how can you indulge and in, and in still stay within your point range or your calories right. or whatever. And um, you know, this is just another way of doing it. This is me figuring it out for me and sharing it. And yeah. if it helps you, then awesome. Right. And if it's not your thing, then that's cool, you know, that, but it's an option and I'm not like Well, saying, that's what we're looking for. Yeah. We're looking for just an alternative, something sure. to be able to look at that. I, what, what the key word that you use there is sustainability. Yeah. You so, got to find something that's going to work for you. I can't live a certain way where I can't like do that. I, this is from, this is something I need for myself. Right. So for me, it. You know, I'm still working. I work on recipes. I see things and I'm like, I'm going to make an apple pie work. I'm going to make whoopie pies work. I, you know, I do a lot of baking because I feel, you know, I have a sweet tooth. So. By the way, those fat stacks look amazing. I need to have some of those fat stacks. Oh, the pancakes. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> they do look amazing. So, so here's the thing, right? So 
what I love about you you and your story is, and you know this because we're friends mm-hmm. and we, we've become close friends over the years, mm-hmm. meeting through social media, meeting through the whole weight loss journey, meeting through all those things. And what I love about you is is this, is that you're authentic and you're who you are. That's that's where you're at. You make things because you feel like I need this in my life and this is what works for me, well, right? Yeah. that's That matters. People love that. So they do. I don't make, I make it for me. Right. That's what I mean. <laughs> I mean, I know that sounds selfish, but it's like, all right, this is, I'm making this recipe for me. I'm going to share it because I enjoyed it and helped me. Right. So maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't. You know, I right. don't know. Maybe it'll help someone in your life. And there's nothing that you share that you don't love. Never. Right? That's so what I'm saying. It doesn't, I love that. And th- there's a lot of stuff that, like, doesn't ever make it out there. Like, th- right. I, I'm always trying. Whether I wish people knew that more. because Whether it's product or a recipe. Because like, you're grinding trying to make recipes well, that you love. <laughs> this thing kind of took off from uh, that small fish bowl of mm. that connect world sure. to social media on Facebook and and Instagram and yep. when you're in, on Instagram and you have a lot of people following you you get a lot of products sent your way and people want you to promote your product trial and test and, and I'm always up front and I'm like listen I'm only going to first of all I'm only going to share something if I find it valuable to me and the people that uh follow my page you know right. if if I can't stand 100% behind your product then I would never share it so if I ever share anything, whether it's a product or, or whether it's at Trader Joe's or Stop and Shop or, you know, some weird company that you can only find online, uh, it's because I love it and right. it works for me. And I'll always stand behind something that I believe in. So, um, I, Well, that's something you and I talked about earlier where I said I know that anything you recommend yeah. – I know that you stand behind oh, it. Oh, yeah, 100%. And I'm like, okay, so now I'm going to try it. I'm eating it. Because of it, if right? I'm, if I'm talking about it, it's because it's going in my pie hole. Correct. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm always trying new products. So yeah. I'm always looking for what's better, what's easier, you know, what's going to give me the edge, what's going to help me out. Yeah. So, so he, here's the thing. We're at the hour mark of the of the podcast, and here's the thing. Wow, it feels like three and a half hours. Uh, no, it, it's been great. Listen, so so uh, what I wanted to do is I wanted to dive into a little bit more what makes you who you are, right? Mm. But I also love the fact of the story that you're at. You found you got to a point where you had to make decisions to make better decisions in your life based on family, based on those kind of things. And everything you ever do, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Connect, whether it's Facebook or whatever – uh, w- one of the common themes of everything you do is based on family, right? And I love mm-hmm. that part of it. You, you Dominica, or yeah. your kids, or whatever. I, I, what I love about it is, is that 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 resonates with a lot of people, and I think that a lot of my listeners know you because of that, right? They know you because not only the recipes, but this guy's a tattooed dude. He likes. He's okay with talking about some of the stuff that he's maybe bothers him, or maybe it's stuff that guys don't normally talk about. Yeah. I, I really appreciate that about you, and that's why I think you and I have become close friends is because I'm also the thinker. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm also the guy that's like, let's get into the nitty-gritty of how we're really feeling about things, and you're the guy that's like, let's just go do, right? And I love yeah. that about you, and I think that's really great, and that's why nice. I wanted to bring you on the podcast, right? Nice. Appreciate it. So, okay. So, here's how we're going to end the podcast here, okay? So, I'm going to I'm gonna bring up a t- couple topics for you. It's called my <laughs> Shane Quick Fire Session. It uh, could be trouble. It could be trouble. 
But here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to bring up a one word or a couple words to be able to say, what do you think about this? Okay. And I want you to tell me your initial reaction. This is to get to know you on a personal level, but I don't want you to think about it too long. I want you to just say Are it. these one word answers? Nope. It, it could be sentences. It could be whatever, but I just don't All want right. to go too long with it. Okay. All right. Let's go. All right. Here we go. I'm ready. I want you to tell me yeah. what is your opinion, because I've already prepared these in my mind, of uh, what I'm going to bring to Jonathan Giordano. Cool. All right. <laughs> what is your opinion on dieting? Dieting? I don't think it's a dirty word. I think that I think that you need to diet. I think that diet's okay. Diet is... Uh, you feel structure is good? Yeah. For me, structure is very good. Yeah. Yes. Structure is very good. Uh, diet is not... It's, it's, it's Why do you think taboo. it has a bad word? Why it's become taboo. It's become yeah. taboo. It's like diet, the diet culture. Um, yep. People need a diet. People like me, people like you. Yeah, um, I agree. I don't want to get too much into certain philosophies, but right. um, yeah, I mean, if you need to be on a diet, then there's nothing wrong with that. I agree 100%. Good. Good answer. Good answer. I like yeah. that. Seriously. All right. All right. So next question is going to be, what do you think of social media? I think it's a tool. It's it's an excellent tool. It's what you make of it. It I think it's it could be something horrible or something great. It could be the greatest thing, it could be the worst thing. Yep. Social media I find, for me is great because I make it something that is a tool that works for me. Yeah. That's good. So I'm in the same boat. I think that social media has some good qualities, but I also think it has some pretty bad qualities too, right? Mm. So a lot of your social media aspect of like social media influencers mm -hmm. and things like that, although I feel like could have such a positive impact on the world, yeah. a lot of times it's not all that positive. Well, I guess I mean? it's um, it's what you make of it. So it's who you follow. It's what you follow. It's what you engage with. Um, social media has brought a lot of very special people in my life. You included, buddy. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, but um, I agree. You know, lifelong friend right there. But yep. uh, it's been it's been my community for a couple of years right now, and um, it's been a great tool for me. So I love it. Good. Okay. All right. So next one. Next one is going to be: What are your opinions of new school hip hop compared to old school hip hop? Garbage. <laughs> Tell me why. Garbage. <laughs> uh, I I do not. I do not like, but I gotta say I love J Cole. I I do too. Um, I do too. I love, I'm a fan. I like Wale. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think, who do I like? How about uh, Kendrick Lamar? You like him? Love Kendrick Me Lamar. Too. It's all the same. They're all very similar in style. They are. But a lot of your mumble rap and the stuff no, like that. No, so is it's that, tough. I, I think that my list is very short for a new school. <laughs> um, the best hip hop was in the '90s. Uh, yeah. Wu Tang, Biggie Smalls, Nas, right? Uh, those were that was real hip hop. Yeah. That so was, here's the here's the other tough Mob question D, that I have. Yeah, is, I'm sorry. I'll keep going. Here's the tough question: yeah. Is uh, Biggie Smalls or Tupac? Oh, Biggie, hundred percent. Come on. Tell me why. Uh, Tupac, he sold out. He went West Coast. He's from so New that, York. So, so you lost him there. Yeah, he lost, lost you. Lo okay. I wasn't a West Coast guy. Yeah, I wasn't a West Coast guy. I was East Coast baby. And Nas was East Coast, and Biggie oh, yeah. was East Coast. I have much respect to Snoop and yeah, Dr. Yeah. Dre back then, but I mean, how can you be? How can you switch? You know what I mean? I know he did. He flipped. Yeah. He flipped. So, and I love that about you because you and I could talk about that kind of loyalty, stuff. baby. Yeah. <laughs> and I was thinking about it on my way down. I was thinking to myself, okay, so my Spitfire is going to be. Probably some hip hop involved, yeah. but you and I are very similar, yeah. like with a lot of the music that we listen yeah. to and the stuff. 
And even now that I just learned that J. Cole and Kendrick Lamar are – I love those guys. Me too. They're fantastic. So I consider them new school. And I was. it's funny because I was just talking about them today to, to Minnicker. I'm like – I was like, J. Cole is probably my favorite in the last 10 years. He's yep. just – he's the man. I, I, I last love few gym, Last few gym sessions that I've had, I I've had J. Cole. Well, I do the Pandora J. Cole station, <laughs> yes. and it's like perfect. <laughs> I love it, man. All right, so listen, that was the that was the spitfire. Yeah, that was it. Oh, it, it I thought you were going to get me with a trap question. I, I was, I was, so the social media piece was the part that I wanted to find out because here's the thing: you are you make you make it what it is. It's it could be right if if you if you and then people say it all the time: stay in your lane and all that. If listen, it's the highlight reel, right? I'm not showing the fight I had with my wife over, no. you know, the struggles we have with money right. or raising our kids. Yeah. I'm showing this what beautiful vacation. What I want you to see. Look at the highlights from the vacation. Correct. You know, not the fight I just had with my kid to like, you know, <laughs> get out of the car. You know, you're coming. You're not staying in the hotel room. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like you're coming to breakfast or exactly. whatever it is. It's, it's you know, oh, look, we're at the Golden Gate Bridge. Right. Oh, what a beautiful, what a beautiful family! Look, oh, what a beautiful ben. life! Look, yeah, ben. exactly. <laughs> and and you know, I'm not. That's the highlight reel, you know. So if you look, if you look, and it's it, we're only human, and it's only natural to compare. Also, another thing, everybody, it's okay to root other people on. I agree. Um, it's all right. Clap. Right. It does not take away from your success. Isn't it sad that we're to in a root for somebody we, else? We beat people down. When we really should be just rooting each other on, it's man. Crazy. Listen, I it's know crazy. I know. Crazy. I agree. It's crazy how many people want to see you fail. I know. It's crazy how many people just were like, "Oh my god, it." He's doing well. I wish him the worst. Yeah. It's like just clap for that person. Maybe you guys are in the same field. Maybe you guys are are, are engineers, and and you know maybe your coworker is is right. clap for him. If it's social media and, and you're a chef like me and you're developing recipes, right. it's okay if someone comes out with a, a cool-ass recipe to, like, clap for them. Right. Say, great it's job. Right. And you never know what you're going to do for that person. No. Like, seriously, at the end of the day, they may look at you and go, you you saw what I did? You know but, what? Oh, that's cool. Man. There Thanks. is room for everybody at the top of I the love mountain. It. Yep. You're right. So lend a hand. Help them up. I totally agree with that, man. So... John, listen, man, I really do appreciate you joining me on this podcast. I, 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 I had no choice. You forced me. I did. I did. I'm, I'm at his house and we're drinking <laughs> scotch and I've got some microphones and I said, we're going to do it. And that's the way it's going to be. But listen, if you ever want, uh, so I'm going to give you a couple minutes here, John, to talk about if people want to find you yeah. on the internet or other places, let them know right here on yeah. the podcast of where they you can find you. You can find me on Facebook, Mud Hustler, Instagram, Mud Hustler Official. And uh, No Finish Line Nation is a community that Shane and I uh, built together with some friends, Little Red Trike. Yep. And um, we run the community, and you can find us there. You know, it's a great community, No Finish Line Nation on Facebook. Come over and join us. Uh, it's a supportive group of people on a similar and you got, path. You, you got a newsletter and a website, right? Yeah, my newsletter, you know, when I get around <laughs> when I get around sure. to it, I send it out there. It's okay. But, um, yeah, I got a website. TheMudHustler.com. You can find all my recipes there. Um, you and your Instagram page is MudHustler. Is it underscore official? Yeah. Mud okay. Hus- MudHustler underscore official. Call that out, right? Because there is sure. there is a MudHustler out there. Right. And it is not me. <laughs> and I don't have a blue check mark, you know? So what's up with that? <laughs> what's up? Listen, people, right now, we need to poll or or, or do picket nah, lines for the fact okay. that the dude needs a blue check mark. It's okay. I'm cool. I, it's all right. There's not a lot of imposters, so it's 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 all right. But um 
Yeah. Where else can you find me? I don't know. You can find no, me. Uh, those places are, pr- are pretty much yeah. prevalent with, with, with the things you might that be you able do, to find right? me on the corner breakdancing. You know, if, I don't know. Well, okay. So if that happens, I need video like soon. You with might find me in pants. a rap battle with Shane after this uh, podcast. That'd be fantastic. More scotch and we're good to go. <laughs> but uh, to, be, uh, to be honest with you guys, if you guys want some recipes for, from what John does, the mudhustler.com is a place to go to to be able to find out any of his recipes, whether it's big ass waffles, whether it's bird balls, whether it's anything. He centralizes everything right there for you to be able to tap into. So, also, I have, you know, we didn't get into it, but um, talking about getting out of your comfort zone. Okay. Big thing. Tell me more. <laughs> Tell me more. That's okay. I just wanted to say because um, I could use the support and the help. I have. I'm way out of my comfort oh, zone. I'm right. training for a charity uh, amateur boxing match that's taking place Thursday, May 14th at Boston House of Blues. All the money that I'm raising goes to cancer research. Dana Farber, right? Yep. Dana Farber, yep. Uh, research, uh, treatment, awareness, all that stuff. And yeah, I'm getting in the ring. So I'm not a boxer. That's a big deal, dude. I'm getting in the ring in front of all my family and friends, thousands of people. Right. I'll be there. Yeah. I'm training really hard. I'm fighting in the name of my aunt. B that I lost five years ago and my cousin Pam who just got diagnosed with stage three cancer and uh, everyone else who um, has ever struggled or is struggling. Yeah. So that's my, that I, I could use the support, go over to the mud hustler Facebook page. If you can donate anything you can to Haymakers for hope, my link is up there. You can find it. It's pinned to the top of the page. Listen to my story and who I'm fighting for. I really appreciate it guys. And, and guys, I'll put the link to the Haymakers website with John's link on there in the body of the podcast itself. So if you want to be able to tap right into it and scroll down uh, from the podcast itself, you'll be able to find the link there too. So we want to support John and all his endeavors because we're proud of him and we, we, we root for him and, and, and we know that this is stepping out of his comfort zone to be able to do so for a really, really great cause. So I'm, I'm proud of you, man. And That's if you great. don't like me, you can still donate to a great cause and watch me get punched in the face by a large <laughs> man. Dude, that is even the other end There's, of it. There if are a lot of people. Like you, you know how many people don't like me that like <laughs> – Throw a couple of bucks and just watch me get Just throw a couple dollars and see his face get smashed in. Yeah, it's super heavyweight right here. So, (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining tonight, man. It's been a great interview. Thank you, John. Thanks, buddy. All right, listen. It's been a great interview, and uh, I'll put this out on the air, man. Hopefully, you guys will be able to join in and be able to uh, give me some feedback on the on our our first actual interview that we're doing here with the new microphones and new everything else with the podcast. So, have a great night, everybody, and we'll talk soon. Peace. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Please do us a favor and leave feedback and a five-star rating on whatever platform that you use.